So $14,000 in revenue over what period of time? Uh, so that's a year. So basically, I'm like wanting to get to the kind of benchmark that a lot of people do, which is like $10,000 a month. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Pete McLeod. He's a self-taught developer and entrepreneur from Scotland. He launched No CS Degree a year ago to inspire people to learn coding. It features 90 interviews with developers and taught themselves coding that taught themselves coding or learned at boot camps. He also has a jobs board, a boot camp index, and an imposter syndrome book. Pete, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, totally. All right. So if folks want to follow along, the website is nocsdegree.com. So what's the business model? Are people buying sort of one-off courses here or is there a SaaS play? Um, sure. So it's a bit of a mix, really. So I've got um, lots of content on there. So I've got over 92 interviews so far with developers. So lots of them are sponsored. I've also got a book out recently on imposter syndrome. And I've actually got a job board as well and a bootcamp listing website. So companies and bootcamps uh, pay to feature on those and to get. Sorry, what is what are you saying? You're saying bitcamp? Uh, bootcamp. Boot, oh, bootcamp. Got it. But the main, yeah, so sure. the main website though is no CS degree, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. And, and so if you like, do you make money on the job board or no? Is that a free tool? Uh, no, um, I make more money from the main website, but um, yeah, so basically at the moment, like I made a rookie mistake, to be honest, and made different uh, brand names, so I'm kind of like combining them at the moment into no CS degree. So which tool today, because this is what we'll focus on, which tool today generates the most revenue for you, the bootcamp sales? Um, no, the sponsored content on no CS degree. Okay. So, so help me understand what that looks like. I'm on nocsdegree.com right now. Where can I find some of the sponsored content? Sure. Um, if you, so basically there's like over, there's about a hundred articles on the website so far. So if you scroll down, um, there will be, yeah, there's, I think the latest one that I did was with uh, Flatiron School. So I've done, I've had sponsored content with Flatiron School and Makers Academy in London. So one of the, yeah, the recent one with Flatiron School was someone that did their cybersecurity course. 
So that was, I think, uh, Joanne Pochek. I hope I'm getting their name right. And yeah, they did um, a course. They served in the US Army. And then um, after that, they learned cybersecurity at Flatiron School. And now they're working in the job in that area. So it's really a good way to show that you don't. I'm in that article right now. The headline is getting an entry-level cybersecurity job thanks to Flatiron School. Um, you're saying this is sort of a sponsored piece of content. So so what does a sponsor pay to get featured in a blog post like this? Um, well, I wouldn't be able to like give a precise figure because basically that gives information to competitors. And I don't think I haven't like agreed with that school. So, yeah, Pete, arrange, arrange is fine. We're trying to understand the business here. Sorry? Uh, a range is fine. We're just, I'm trying to help the audience understand the business. Yeah, yeah, sure. In the like hundreds of dollars range. Okay. And what are they paying for? Are you driving them a certain number of clicks or doing an email send or like what return are they expecting on the $500 spend with you? Yeah, sure. Um, so basically they get mentioned in the newsletter, they get sent out twice a week, they get people applying for their courses. I'm very active on Twitter, so they get basically a more in-depth guide to life at their boot camp than they would do, say, ordinarily on another website. Okay. And um, how many sorts of sponsors like this are you working with on a monthly basis? Like, are we talking like you're doing like two grand a month in sponsorships or like 20 grand a month in sponsorships? Uh, Near two grand. Okay. And so, I mean, are you doing this full time? Uh, Yeah, that's right. So how are you sort of hustling your way to make sure you sort of couple your expenses and do anything you can to generate cash now so you can build a bigger business in the future? Sure. Um, well, I actually just spoke to a few founders this week. So I've had some really good advice from people. So basically, um, I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be, at the moment, there's a lot of content on the website. But I'm going to be directing people more towards products. Um, but really, it's a case of I'll do... I'll research lots of people on LinkedIn. I'll do lots of cold emails. I'll reach out to people on Twitter, which is my biggest social media channel by far. So I guess it's really a case of just reaching out to people and building relationships. And luckily, lots of people like the S3 and they see that there's lots of cool interviews there. There's lots of people that have really transformed their lives and gone from, say, working as a waitress to working as a developer. So, yeah, there's lots of positive stories. So I guess it's quite a good start for talking to people and building these kind of relationships. So you have 4,000, uh, 4,100 followers on Twitter. Your pinned tweet from July 23rd said, it's my business birthday, $14,600 in revenue, 94 interviews published, 4,500 email subscribers and 211,000 page views. Is that all that all accurate? Yeah, that's completely accurate. Denzel sent. <laughs> that's great. And so $14,000 in revenue over what period of time? Uh, so that's a year. So basically, um, I'm like wanting to get to the kind of benchmark that a lot of people do, which is like $10,000 a month. Um, one of my like main mentors, Pat Walls, who runs Starter Story, he just hit 10000 a month. And I guess me and him have got similar sites. Uh, so yeah, I'm really taking a leap, leap out of his book and other people like Cortland Allen, who started uh, Indie Hackers. So they're my kind of two big inspirations. And yeah, so I'm really wanting to build it up a lot higher. I think the first year is always going to be the hardest one. Of course. Now, is Pat Wall's business model also to sell sponsorships? 
Um, no, he well originally is sales sponsorships, but he's moved towards, I guess, having a community of people that are wanting to start their own businesses. And yeah, so he's basically he started it quite gradually. He had a low price point per month, and now he's just switched to a yearly pricing model. So that's obviously built up a lot of good cash flow for him. So yeah, that's definitely uh, a really good inspiration. And yeah, I'm taking lots of advice from lots of people at the moment. That's great. So you launched then about a year ago, 2019? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And walk me through, I mean, getting your first 4,000 subscribers on a newsletter is not easy. How did you get your first 100? Um, I did really well with um, my launch. I launched on Product Hunt and got, I guess, in the top five or so. I got, but the biggest thing was I, I launched on Hacker News. And I didn't have any profile there or any kind of, you know, yeah, any like big kind of following or backing there. But everyone really loved it. And it stays top of Hacker News for like a day. So that got like, I can't remember how much it was exactly, but something like 30,000 hits. Um, got loads of people emailing me in on day one just to like tell me about their story of being self-taught developers. So that's cool. So I had lots of content straight away. So yeah, I guess having a really good launch helps and also just being really active on Twitter and just promoting the newsletter, you know, all the time at the end of, you know, every article and whenever I'm talking to people on podcasts like this one, I guess. Yeah. So, so how did you, okay, so Hacker News can give you a bunch of traffic. I get that. There's a sort of art and science to ranking high on Hacker News. We're not going to try and reverse engineer that because it, it really is sort of art plus science. We can reverse engineer, though, the flow once those hits hit your website. So 30,000 people hit your website from Hacker News. Where do you put the email opt-in? Yeah, um, so it's like front and center, right, the start of the website and the header. So I think having that's really important. I would say that I use a exit um, pop-up, which is a really good idea. But I think a lot of people intuitively now are a little bit, you know, against pop-ups. And I'd say that's true if they're like straight away. But an analogy I heard from Harry Dry, who does a great marketing website, is kind of like, if you go into a museum and someone goes up to you straight away and says hey can you give 10 bucks to support a museum you're probably not going to do that but if you've had a really good time at the museum and you're leaving and someone says hey you had a good time can you support this place you're more likely to so basically my pop-up is one that when someone's about to leave the website then i say hey what's your conversion rate on the exit pop-up um I don't have that info at hand, to be honest, but I would say that some other tools that you can use on a pop-up to help would be things like talking about value. So instead of saying subscribe, you can say, you know, get help with coding. So make it a value proposition rather than, you know, subscribe is kind of like a bland kind of word that doesn't really Got it. give value. Got it. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. 
They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. So this Hacker News launch I'm looking right now is July 23rd, 2019. It got 692 upvotes, which is a lot. So I can see why this drove 30,000 clicks to your website. On that first day or two of of, of that post going live on Hacker News or Y Combinator, uh, how many new email opt-ins did you get? Uh, How many subscribers? New email opt-ins, subscribers, yeah. Yeah, um, I think I got about, I think it would have been about 500 or so. I didn't have a great, I didn't optimize it amazingly well so basically when i was doing my launch as i was doing my launch i was like improving the email sign up flow as i went so people so when i first launched i didn't have say like an exit pop-up and then people were telling me to add one so this when i have when i launched my job board a few months later that i had everything prepared for that and i got a thousand subscribers in a week and that was definitely it was definitely good that I'd learned from my first launch. So yeah, I think as with anything, you do things enough times, you can hopefully use things as a teachable moment. And then you haven't been able to catch the lightning in a bottle twice, right? So I look at all your posts on Hacker News, you've posted about sort of once or twice per month for the past call at 12 months. No, none have gone anywhere near 700k, you know, upvotes like your first one, right? So it's many would argue it's not a repeatable process, right? So I get the launch strategies. I understand that. Um, Talk to me about the product hunt launch. So when you launched OCS to ground product hunt, you got about 280 upvotes. This was also about a year ago did that drive more or less new email subscribers compared to hacker news um i think hacker news drove more um but i would say that in product hunt the benefit is that it is obviously much more of a i guess a community where people for instance uh you know talk to each other and support each other and i guess hacker news what i'm trying to say is hacker news is kind of like there is a lot of luck involved and it can be quite hit or miss. Whereas in Product Hunt, if you launch lots of times, you can build up a following and people can see you and get to know you and say, you know, there's lots of people I know on Product Hunt because I've been launching, like I've launched other things like my book. So they can see that I've launched, you know, several products in the same area. So yeah, I think Product Hunt is probably better for kind of like building up a following whereas hacker news can be more of a kind of yeah you can plug away at lots of things and it can either go sky high or nothing so it's more of a black or white situation i'd say yeah you've done a lot of project launches you did the tech press list back in the day got about 400 upvotes uh did that i mean are, are those lists effective can, i mean can you cold email those and get a good response rate um uh, or what lists effective the te- you launched tech press list. Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, that is an old product, so it's not something that's active anymore. But I would say that that's kind of like a good indication with Product Hunt is because that was my first ever product and it did really well. So I think, I mean, I think Product Hunt is good because if you make something that people like. Um, 
then people will upvote it. So I think there's not first, first, by the way, you didn't just, I mean, you, you put in the work, you put in the work to learn because you had Pete's cheap travel, Pete's cheap trains, HOD, HODL me, Bitcoin play. Do you even ship demo details and then tech press list, which got 400 upvotes? Yeah, you're, um, yeah, you're, well, I say, I think, as I seem to remember, I think, I think that might be a reverse chronological list. So I think I'm pretty sure tech press list was the first one. But yeah, I would say that it's kind of like you, the best way to learn with launching is to launch the lots of yeah. stuff. <laughs> your most successful, your most successful one was a a travel play, Nomad Flights. What happened to that business? You got 738 upvotes from that. Yeah, um, well, I'm kind of glad I'm not in the flights business right now because obviously everything's grinding to halt. Um, yeah, I think with that one, it was. Look, there's lots of things that do great on Product Hunt, and it was like the perfect kind of niche for that audience, but I couldn't really find a business model that worked with that. Um, so I think, I mean, this is my opinion, but I think with something like a cheap flights website, with Scott's cheap flights, which is obviously the original numero uno, I think that works because he's got like a vast number of subscribers, and you can there's so many so i think it's he can only if he if you have say like a million subscribers you can you don't have to convert very many to have a good business or maybe you have 10 million subscribers whereas if you have something that's incredibly niche like digital nomads which you know there's far fewer of them than regular consumers that's right i think that's in general i think it's a harder thing to make work i think now no now no CS degree you've bootstrapped, right? Yeah, that's correct. And how many folks are on the team? Just you? Uh, just me. So that's got is upsides and downsides. So upsides, a lot of kind of independence and I can choose what direction to take the business, but obviously at the end of the day uh, it's limited because there is just me, so I can't send out I don't have a sales guy or a dev guy or marketing guy or people Of course. You'll, you'll, you'll hustle, you'll hustle your way there. Uh, in the meantime, though, Pete, we're out of time. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Um, make book by Peter Levels. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? A CEO. Um, I guess, uh, Cortland Allen from Indie Hackers. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Uh, definitely Trello just for staying organized. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I try to get eight. Okay, and what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, in a relationship. Okay, no kids? No kids. And how old are you, yeah, Pete? Yeah. I'm 35. 35. Last question, what do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, don't get a job, start a business. Guys, there you have it. NoCSDegree.com playing big in the no code and low code, low code sort of space in these communities. Uh, Pat Wells sort of communities. Uh, Pete has grown his business to, you know, many thousands opted into his email list, 4,500. He monetizes this by sponsorship deals. Does about two grand a month on sponsorship deals, looking to scale that. He's done 14 grand over the past 12 months. Now is looking to scale to create more sort of a membership site sort of thing, community site sort of thing. Pete, we're rooting for you, man. Thanks for taking us to the top. Okay. No bother. Thank you.